Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and today I have a very special guest. Our Director of Programs at New Pathways, Brianna Clark, is also here. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here with you. Today, Brianna and I are going to talk about what's at risk and invite you as a mentor to continuously be exploring what's at risk with your own mentee. And if we think back to retreat, what's at risk refers to the opportunities, the experiences, and the possibilities that we stand to lose if we don't participate in and work the New Pathways for Youth program. And what we're encouraging you to reflect on today is that what's at risk evolves over time. And so again, we're inviting you to be in this continuous reflection about where I am today and what feels at risk from here. What's really cool about what's at risk is that it's ever evolving. So maybe I did my retreat a year or two ago and um, my mentee had something on their page about what's at risk for them. It's likely different now, today, because there's lots of different things that have happened in their life. So how can I think about what's at risk, like peeling an onion. So at this point in time, I might have a sense of an opportunity or what could be different from my life, um, and then I'll work on peeling that. I'll keep thinking about what's the next step from there. And through lots of commitment and honoring ourselves as our word, we start to peel back that onion. And more and more layers exist, more and more possibilities exist. So much is out there in our don't know, don't know. Yeah, and as you share that, I think about how exciting that is to uncover the next layer. And so if we just pause in this moment, regardless of how long our retreat was, we probably recognize that we are a different human being. We now have been matched with our mentee for perhaps weeks, months, maybe even years. And if we start to think about even them today, we can see the growth in our own mentee. So as we think about working with what's at risk, it's an invitation to sense into what feels important or possible from here. We may want something more than we did a few months ago. We may want something less. Maybe we want something completely different than we've ever imagined before. And in this moment, we likely have more tools We might have more capacity, we might have more wisdom, we might have stronger support systems in our life. And so by continuously exploring what's at risk, it's checking in with us today, not holding so tightly to what was at risk for us in the past, but who are we today and what do I have access to and what possibilities might I see from here that I didn't notice before. And how do we do that with um, lots of fun and imagination and dreaming? A lot of the times our kids don't have the space and the capacity to um, be open to new possibilities and new ideas when we're living in that day-to-day or living um, and thinking about what's coming up next. We're not thinking really far out. We're not being able to have that fun part to it. And um, it doesn't always have to be logical and... um, something that's plausible or even feasible when we're thinking about what's at risk with our kids. I know that I can get caught up with my mentee often about thinking about her future with her and well does that 
seem like something we can do or does that seem like something that might be possible but how do I just relax into it and have fun and think about all of the things that could be true um, that's something me and my husband love to do we love to talk about um, where we might travel to someday or where we might what kind of house we might have so how do we also bring the spaciousness to exploring what's at risk and not having to hold so tightly to what could be possible and um, the American writer and illustrator and cartoonist Edward Corrin said that doodling is a dot that leads to more dots, to more ideas, and that sometimes they'll gel. And you never know where it's going to go. So the same thing can be said about exploring what's at risk. We never know where we're going to end up. Um, and we can agree that we are not going to be the same people. Our new learnings and capabilities, they're always going to unveil new things for us at this moment. When I was thinking about um, what's at risk and when me and my mentee first started out, I was looking back at some pictures when we were first matched um, about five, six years ago. And um, so much has changed for her over the, the course of um, a handful of years. And there's different seasons of life that we've been able to explore both with her family. That was sometimes the most important focus for her um, then to her mental health and, and now we're really exploring school as she's um, approaching her senior year in high school so um, how do we continuously flow and what's at risk um, we might be able to just observe what paths there have been so far um, so being able to look back at things like that um, and then we can look back in our backpack to see what new equipment we have to meet life today. One of the things when I was looking back um, at our pictures together was um, she's always worked on her self-confidence. That's been a, a big key piece that we've talked about a lot. Um, but talking about self-confidence now is much different than it was then. Um, she has a different set of friends. Um, she has lots of different experiences that have shown her how confident she is, speaking at breakfasts here, um, doing different projects at school. She's been to more than 40 workshops at New Pathways, so she has all the skills to be able to, to use and um, equip in her life. So we have lots of different tools with time. And then how do we also just imagine that uncharted land left to discover um, and to anticipate what might be needed next for that journey? Yeah, so as you share that, Brianna, I think about the explorer within and how do we just get really curious, like you said, just observing where we've been, what we have access to today that we didn't in the past, and what do we think we might need for the future and how do we continue to grow and develop and again, continue peeling the layers of the onion. And if we just pause for a moment as mentors, we can kind of think about how what's at risk has evolved for us an easy place to think about that might be through our own career. And so we might consider how we used to interact and what types of relationships we had with our bosses when we first started working, maybe at 16 or 17. And then as we progressed into young adulthood in our early 20s, how did we interact, interact with leaders in our organization then? And for those of us who are a little bit older, maybe in our 30s and 40s and 50s, we can just start to see that evolution. 
perhaps we were more confident in how we showed up with our leaders. Perhaps we challenged ideas in different ways. Perhaps we set boundaries, healthy boundaries, as we progress through our careers later in life than maybe we did or wish we had when we were younger. So as we think about our own careers, we can start to see that evolution of how with enhanced capacity and wisdom and growth, we're not the same person and we can approach life in a different way and possibilities start to emerge. So just as that happens for us as mentors, it also happens for our young people. And so they may be working on some of the same goals that they set out with you back when you first were matched. And so while the goals might be the same, their capacity for those goals has changed. Maybe they've taken some steps towards the goal and they've learned some things along the way. Perhaps they haven't taken any steps towards some of their goals and yet still they've developed some new perspective or skills in their life that they now could bring to those goals. So it's an invitation again for us to reflect on and recognize that the youth is not the same person. So how can we as a mentor then start to shift how we're supporting our own mentees? I love that invitation too, Mark, about um, reflecting on steps that maybe haven't been taken towards what's at risk. Um, We're still developing new ways of looking at things. We're still learning different things along the way. So I know that myself, sometimes I can get caught in, oh, well, this didn't happen or we didn't do this. Um, And there was a lot of learning along the way. What else became possible knowing that maybe that's not a possibility now? Um, What else became possible now knowing that that's not of interest anymore? Um, So there's lots of learning in that space of um, things that didn't happen. So we can recognize where we're at um, in the moment and how do we allow ourselves to meet the youth who they are today. We can stay curious, we can be reflective and observe what's happening for us as our youth share possibilities for their future. This has the potential to bring up lots of emotions and thoughts, and can we tend to those? This process may mean that we let go of a dream, a hope or anticipation that we have for them. And again, that's okay because um, maybe that was a dream we had at one point but how do we look forward to the future of what else could be possible? They're not the same person as they were um, a day ago, a month ago, or a year ago. Yeah, and I think that that's so important for us as mentors. We have this vision for the future that we're partnering with our youth to help create, and it can maybe feel like a shock when they share that they want to go in a different direction. And perhaps we've been working for weeks, months, maybe even years towards a specific goal, and now it's changed completely. So can we allow ourselves to be with that, with what comes up? And that's where your program coordinator can come in as a support system to help process through any emotions and thoughts. And then can we meet them where they are today and recognize that they've learned a lot, they've grown, even if they are shifting directions, and that there's still possibility for an amazing future that perhaps looks a little bit different than it did in the past. And it doesn't mean that they won't necessarily get back on track perhaps to the original intention of that future that they set out before. So again, we're here to help support you in that and thank you for supporting your youth and meeting them where they are today and supporting them in the future that they wanna create from here.
And then I think, Mark, as you described that too, when we think about what's at risk and exploring that don't know, don't know, there's so much out there that we know our young people don't know, don't know yet. Um, and sometimes I know that I can get caught up in that. I think I know. Um, so can I also invite myself to think about all of the possibilities that I have no idea exists for my young person, um, even when the plans shift or change, um, and not ca- get myself caught up in the, I, I know better, I know this would be better if you did this. Yeah, and that's so hard. We're human beings, and I, I catch myself doing that as well, too. So as we wrap up this podcast, mentors, our call to action is to take advantage of your scheduled bi-yearly or quarterly, if you're working with a senior, in these year-long goal planning sessions with your program coordinator, because it's there that you can really explore what's at risk with your youth today. And can we reflect on other ways that we can support our youth by being curious, open, and creative about the possibilities for their future? and then support them with concrete steps that really help help them to make those possibilities become reality. And then of course, just as we do in every podcast, we're gonna invite you to connect with your program coordinator and share what it is you're taking away from this episode and how you plan to move forward. We wanna thank you again for listening and until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.